The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So we'll start things off, as we said, talking about spinal cord research. We welcome Dr. Kareem Fuad to the show. He's a faculty of rehabilitation center professor university at the University of Alberta. Doctor, hello. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Can you hear me? We certainly can. You sound excellent. Now, Perfect. before we before we get started, do you mind just just taking us into what this database what this database looks like at the U of A? Uh, so, this database is um, there to basically house all the data. So, not just a figure of some data. It's original data that will be collected for all the research, and that's the key when I say all the research because. The, the old model of, of science was that you publish a manuscript, a paper, and, and that's all you do. They normally don't even contain a lot of data. They have the figure, the analysis of some data, but you don't normally see the full data set. But the most important thing is that normally a publication would just be uh, results that were looking, let's call it positive that shows something. But if you would do an experiment and nothing really happened, the world would not know about that. So other people could repeat it, or other people who found that, let's say, a drug worked, but another lab showed it didn't work, then only that paper would published where the, the drug actually worked. So what the database uh, does that we plan, it would show everything. Right? And so you would actually get the complete picture of what is happening in research. So that would increase the transparency. It would be more of an honest picture of what really happens in research rather than these selected publications. So in terms of what you're trying to discover here or what you're trying to learn, what exactly is the goal here with the research? Well, the goal is really to find treatments for spinal cord injury. Right? And and to translate treatments that are, you know, coming from universities, from preclinical research, to take them to the clinic, you want to have a complete picture, right? And frequently, treatments that are taken now, they, they don't do so well in translation. They, they don't successfully translate to as a treatment. And part of the reason is that what we propose here is that we actually don't see the full picture of of what research has to offer. So doctor, prior to this, how, how would everyone best share information? Did that look like a, a much more complicated process to get research to other universities? Well, it really would not go to other universities. It's just publishing a manuscript, like, you know, in, in a journal. It's a manuscript where you show whatever you want to show, but you have to see that these manuscripts Again, they're only a very selected set of the data. And also, because journals, like any other journal, you want to have readers to read it, so they want it exciting. So you normally wouldn't say that, oh, I tested a drug and it didn't do anything. Or, or I tested the drug that was supposed to do something, but in my hands it didn't. So these are, are all research data that are not making it up they don't they basically end up in a, in a drawer in a graveyard for data and people don't know about it this is being called an open data portal uh, what exactly is that and and just how significant is it to have something like this when it comes to spinal cord research so what is the open data portal an open data portal means that data are shared 
in a fair way. And fair is defined fair, the F stands for findable. So people can basically go on the internet and look for it and they will find uh, a DOI. This is basically a citation number that you can identify and find this data set and what it's about. And fair means then the A, the accessible, so people can access it and look at this data. And the I stays for interoperable. So you could take this data and take them in a data analysis system and, and extract information you're looking for. And then the R is for reusable. So you can actually use artificial intelligence and took data from many, many people and start to see whether there's a greater picture evolving. So that's how this open data commons would work. And why is it so, such a big impact? Well, again, because I, I think it gives you the big picture of what really is going on in research and not just this uh, biased uh, version of the research that you see and the original manuscripts that normally get published, which generally have this bias towards positive data outcomes. And speaking on that note, doctor, can you take us into the so-called dark data or the, or the negative outcomes that aren't often published? Yeah, so, so that's the dark data is everything that's not published, right? That's not making it to a journal. And, and as I said before, the, once an experiment doesn't work, we, we call it negative. Let's say I really want to try this new drug that has been found to, let's say, promote nerve growth. So uh, we put this in and we give it at a certain dose because we don't know. We have to start somewhere. And so we give it at a dose and nothing happens. We call this negative data because it, the result was negative. You know, there was no increased repair or recovery. And so it's negative and that does not get published. That does not see the daylight. So nobody knows that we ever did that. And there's really no way to publish this because journals are not generally interested in such data because you have to justify why they did not work. And, and I don't really know. Now I have to prove a lot of things. Was the drug still active? Did I deliver enough drug? Well, I don't know. So people would have to go in and, and repeat all these things to actually publish it. So no, it doesn't happen. The data stays dark. They stay in my drawer. Nobody would publish them. But it would be important information, right? If someone goes back and sees the same drug and wants to start an experiment with it, they would maybe use the same dose that, that other labs have used, but nobody knows about it. So they would repeat mistakes or they would mis uh, repeat things that didn't work, waste time, waste money, and, and all this effort gets lost. So dark data is really what nobody actually ever sees. And Just that's actually 80% of all the, all the results from research, 80% are remaining somewhere hidden and not published. Just how significant is this worldwide database, the significance of having it at the University of Alberta? That's a good question. It's a, it's a worldwide effort, right? I think it's... What is significant is that, first of all, it brings the world together, right? I mean... In science, we should all work together to solve a problem and not universities against universities or, you know, research centers against each other. This is to do something together from a community. And I think that's what the revolution here is. This, this is a revolution in how we publish science and bringing the community together and, and do this for a cause. Doctor, why the U of A? How, how come it was selected as the worldwide database? Well... I guess it's 
because of me. <laughs> we, I, I got engaged in that. And, and you brag about yourself. Brag about yourself. We want to hear how you were the instrumental role. Well, I, I was at a meeting for spinal cord injury repair, and there was a whole group of researchers, and there was one talk about all these problems, about dark data and, and how, how our system is really like it's medieval how we publish and that we don't see the whole picture. And I suffered. You know, I do this research for over 20 years, and, and I struggle with the fact that I think we do good work. And, and then you wonder after so many years, why doesn't our work translate? Why don't we have a greater impact? And so I was struggling with this. And then uh, with my colleague in San Francisco, who basically worked on <clears throat> artificial intelligence and using big data, we then basically came up with this plan. And, you know, it was one nice evening uh, after a meeting. We had a whole bunch of research together, and we basically come up with this idea, hey, guys, we should do this. We should do better. And we are a pretty small community. And so... I think because I'm pretty well uh, connected, we started that idea and then we did something else that's revolutionary. We, we wrote to various foundations at the same time and we just said to them, we want to do this. And, and they said, okay, we think this is important and, and we fund you for this. And then they said just, well, one university, it's either San Francisco or, or the UNS Alberta, should hold the funds and then we kind of agreed it's going to come here to to edmonton what's the end goal with all of this doctor what are you hoping to achieve the end goal really is that we have this open data this platform that's then independently survives and it's run by the community so that it's independent of us we want that this space is a baby that grows up on its own and will survive and will be used by the community to deposit data and then used by the community to gain information from all that data. And we also want to influence science in general. We want to be somewhat of an example to other areas of research. So that's not just for spinal cord injury, but we want to inspire others that this can be done and that this is the right way to do research. And, and doctor, on that note, I, w- I was just wondering out of personal interest, is there, is there one aspect to spinal cord injuries that, that you really are hoping to zero in on? Any, any big, open, unanswered questions that you really want answers to? <laughs> there, there, there are so many questions. You, you don't even want to get me started because we, we struggle with so many problems. But the main problem or that what I want to really answer is that we want to see the bigger picture. So far, we always have like blinders in on research. We don't look at the full, you know, at the entire body. And I think that's something we learn with these bigger databases that everything is interconnected. So, for example, when you think about spinal injury, you always think first thing about uh, paralysis, right? And but there's much more to it. You know, there's bladder function, autonomic function, the immune system changes, mental health is affected, the microbiome in your gut is affected by it, and all these things interlink. Now, when you have these big databases, this is something that I, I'm really interested in. Now we can link and see how everything is connected. And so we get a much bigger picture, and I think this is extremely exciting and important. All right, that is the voice of Dr. Kareem Fouad, a professor at the Faculty of Rehabilitation Center at the University of Alberta. Doctor, thank you so much for breaking this down really in in simple terms for those of us who are not involved actively in spinal cord research. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me.